You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. I know that uh, my week is already starting to wind down. I got a four-day weekend for the 4th of July, and uh, I'm pretty excited. 100% of the activities uh, at my family gatherings revolve around food, so I know I'm going to get fed well, have a couple beers. There is a chair on a deck that looks at the Mississippi River that I am going to be enjoying sitting in and just watching the river go by for a majority of the weekend. It's not so uh, it's not supposed to be so damn hot. So uh, that's another plus. But you guys don't care about that at all. You're pretty much here listening to this right now to see who won the Bow Tech Bow giveaway. All right. And I'm just kind of tempted. Maybe I should wait to the end of the show. That way I have to make you guys listen to the entire podcast. But that would be kind of an ass move to do. So I am going to announce the winner for the Bowtech podcast giveaway that we did last week. And I'm going to do my best drum, uh, you know. PJ Slider, you, my friend, have won a Bowtech bow. Uh, so here's what you need to do, PJ. Send me an email, ninefingerchronicles at gmail.com. Send me uh, an email, and I need to know. Just send me an email, and uh, I'll tell you the next step. So congratulations, PJ, for winning the bow. Uh First and foremost, thanks to Bowtech for giving away such a badass prize. Um, so, con- you know, congratulations to PJ. Thank you to Bowtech. Now, before you get all discouraged, Hawk is going to do a giveaway this week, and that's who we're going. That's who this podcast uh, this week is. Uh, today's podcast is about it's hawk hunting, and they do a variety of tree stands and tree stand accessories. Now, in order to when what Hawk is going to give away, you got to listen to the end of this podcast, but they're going to give away one tree stand of your choice, any tree stand, one accessory of your choice, and then they're going to throw in like a hat and a t-shirt as well. But that's a pretty badass prize as well. So Hawk is the tree stand company, and that's who's today's podcast is. But before we get into today's podcast, Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras talks a little bit about the importance of SD cards and the right kind of batteries. 
Good question. So we talk a lot about this, but uh, you know, memory cards and batteries are something that I think are holding a lot of cameras back. And I'd hate to say it, but I think a lot of people that have a bad experience with $100 or so cameras may have had a bad experience with their batteries. Um, cards, maybe not so important. There was a time of day when cards would give people fits in different cameras. Um, I think most cameras on the market today are smart enough that they can recognize different cards. We recommend a class four or six card. Um, if you're running HD video or just photos, um, that should suffice for most cameras on the market, but batteries are where things can really get out of control. I actually just wrote a big blog post on this. Maybe we can include in the show notes, but what happens is alkaline batteries are just not made well with trail cameras. They're not made to work well with trail cameras. As they die, their voltage goes down, and that causes trail cameras to have problems. It causes your flash to have problems, your flash distance, your trigger speed, your trigger distance. All of these things are affected by alkaline batteries as they start to die. And most people think that's towards the end of their life cycle, but it actually starts about a quarter of the way into the life cycle of alkaline batteries. Um, lithium batteries all the way, we talk about that a lot. Lithium batteries will get you the most, not only out of your Exodus lift cams, but all of your trail cameras that you have on the market. If you guys want to find out more information about Exodus trail cameras, be sure to go and visit their website at exodusoutdoorgear.com. Remember, these guys are a direct-to-consumer company, and what that means is there's no middleman. You can't go to a store and buy this product. It's 100% online, and with there not being a middleman, that means that the middleman's not getting their cut, and that savings gets transferred to you guys. So you're getting a better quality product for less dollar amount. So there's that. Go check out uh, Exodus Trail Cameras at exodusoutdoorgear.com. And now let's get into this week's podcast with Hawk Hunting. All right. On the phone with me now from Hawk outdoors i guess is cliff enzor how's it going today cliff good how you doing dan thanks for having me on yeah no problem no problem um i tell you what when i started this podcast one of the very when i asked the listeners hey who do you want on the show what products do you want to talk about several guys came on and they said we want to i want you to talk about hawk products now I don't know if that's because they have had good experiences with Hawk or if they wanted to find out more information about Hawk, but long story short, here we are today. Um, and before we get into all the meat and potatoes, Cliff, um, I want to talk about how you were, if you were successful or not in your 2015 hunting season. Uh, yeah, uh, I, the season started off good. Um, but from there it, it kind of went downhill. I was uh, fortunate enough this past September to travel to Alberta uh, by Peace River area. Um, I went on my first bear hunt. I've, I've filmed for outdoor television for the last three, four years before working for Hawk. And I'd filmed probably close to a dozen bear hunts, but I would never actually had the chance to go on a hunt for myself. Um, so this last September, I was actually finally able to, to do that. And I traveled up to Alberta and I ended up was able to harvest a 300 pound black bear with a beautiful coat on it. So. I was pretty pumped for that. Um, I learned that just hunting around home back here in Michigan where I'm from and had one nice buck I was after and 
he made one mistake and slipped up in the daylight, and I happened to be sitting at work that day. And that's oh. about how the rest of my season went right there. Yeah, I I had uh, a buck I was chasing this past year. I actually missed him on I believe it was November first or third. I he was a pretty big buck, and then no more pictures of him. And then I my vacation ended, and there was like two or three days in a row where he walked in in front of my tr- uh, in front of my trail camera in broad daylight, and I was pissed because I was sitting in a cubicle. So I know exactly how you feel. Yep, it's, it's definitely heartbreaking. <laughs> I watched this deer the year before year before as a three and a half year old and I was pretty I knew he made it to this past season I was excited to see him again and mid-October he finally started showing up again and even the previous trail camera pictures I ever had of him was all daylight activity and the one day he finally showed up in the daylight I wasn't there never got another picture after from that from that point on so I don't know if he started moving around in the daylight and got whacked somewhere but we'll find out this year hopefully maybe he makes a reappearance again so we'll see that's right well, so now let's talk a little bit about, um, you already mentioned, uh, that uh, the company's based out of Michigan or you're, you're from Michigan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for Hawk? Yep. We're, we're located out of Frankenmuth, Michigan. Um, Hawk launched three years ago now. Um, I, I oversee and do all our digital media, uh, management. So anything from that involves any type of graphic design, photography, videography, even into, um, you know, overseeing some of our online marketing and stuff like that. Pretty much any type of content that we can find to push, I'm on it. And that's, that, that's pretty much what I do here in and out on a daily basis. Nice. So, you know, with, you know, this is, for the most part, Hawk is a brand new company. And I mean, companies, especially in the hunting industry, seem like unless they have a big amount of backing, as far as dollars are concerned, they they have to earn their place in the uh, hunting industry. And with with Hawk being, like you said, three years old, and in my opinion, that's a, that's a new company. What was it? What was it like? as far as launching a new company and getting the exposure out to the hunters who are going to purchase this product? Uh, it's, it's definitely challenging. Um, we're still, we're still going, going through the rounds to this day, trying to get out there the best as, as we can. Cause you know, like, as you mentioned, um, basically there's two ways to do it, to launch a company. Either you start from the ground up and get a good emotional connection with your customer base, or you, go into it with a bunch of money hand over foot and you build it up that way. And we were definitely, definitely option a uh, more of your ground root startup. Um, so it's, it, we're still got some humps and challenges that we face, but we're definitely moving along quite well. And we're really excited about where we're going. And there's definitely a very good buzz about us going around the industry. And that buzz has been going from day one and it, it still carries through to this day forward and hasn't died yet. Nice. Nice. And, you know, for the most part, you guys are tree stands. Now, have, have you personally been around since the beginning of the company? I haven't been from here since day one. Okay. I came into play more of about halfway into year t- into the first year okay. is when I came in. I started working more of contract work for the company, and then I actually they offered me a full-time position about going into their second year. And that's okay when I came in full time for the picture. Okay. So, you know, with any new, with any new company, if especially a tree stand, you know, there's already, 
several tree stand companies on the market. They're, you know, uh, they have ladder stands, there's hang-ons, mm-hmm. you know, you got some accessories and stuff like that too. But when the the brains that came up with Hawk tree stands were, you know, they're sitting around deciding, hey, I want to start a tree stand company. Typically, you have to do something better than the competition, cheaper than the competition, or like a combination of of the two. I guess when when the guys who started Hawk decided to start it, what was going through their head when they, you know, I guess during the inception phase? Yeah, that's what you said right there was exactly pretty much it. It was a combination of the two of price and quality. Um, it seemed like before we launched, you could go somewhere, let's say Walmart, and you're going to spend $40 on a stand that's going to rust out in two years, or you're going to go somewhere else and you're going to spend upwards of two to $300 or even more um, for for one stand alone. But it'll be a quality stand and lost you a long time. But for that one stand, you're you're taking a pretty good hit on your pocketbook. So that's kind of where we came in with our tree stands to, to, to find a nice middle point there um, to, to, to give a really good product to the consumers as well at a really good price that all hunters themselves can enjoy. Right. So, you know, as this conception or the, you know, the design phase of getting, you know, the initial tree stand out to the market, you know, the engineers or the guys who actually created the, uh, the stands themselves, what were the first couple products that were on the market and what was the goal you know, was it to have a hang-on first, a ladder stand? Um, what was the price points and so forth and so on? Um, we launched uh, a various amount of each. We, we launched several hang-ons um, and several ladder or ladder stands with climbing sticks as well to go with the, the hang-ons. Um, just like I mentioned before, each one was pretty much price-driven. Um, you know, you get, we have our couple top-tier stands that go up in price as well, but we really wanted to hit a good price margin on those, some of those, not lower end stands to say, but you know, the bulk of our lineup that, that would draw the most interest. Okay. So, you know, if you were new to the hunting industry and, or, you know, new to hunting and you, you walked through a store that had absolutely every hang on, on, in the market, you know, and you look, you're looking at all of them, it would, it would kind of be tough to determine what is quality and what is crap and, you know, what you should actually choose. So as you guys are sitting here coming up with the design for your tree stands, what were some of the things that were important for you guys to focus on as far as benefits? So, so someone would say, Hey, I want to buy that. Yeah, um, probably one of the biggest one, and it's not just for us. It's probably something that all hunters seek out is is comfort. Um, that was something that was really important to us for guys being able to purchase a good stand that they can, you know, also have the comfort to sit in all day long and support their back and their spine. So you know, when that moment of truth comes, you're you're fully prepared and ready for that opportunity. Right. Okay. So so comfort. Um, I mean, obviously you want comfort and then you want weight. I'm what, as from a design point of view, what were some of the, you know, specific features? Like, was it the grip of the tree? Was it, Hey, we want a ratchet strap as opposed to maybe some other kinds of, um, you know, ways to strap to the tree, you know, 
the the platform had to be this big by you know this dimensions how how were some of those um hurdles addressed when it, when it came to the actual design practicality um pretty much everything when you look at our throughout our full lineup um everything comes down to smooth operation um and user fit and comfort we have hang on stands that are a little bit smaller and lightweight all the way to steel ones that you know for guys that want a bigger and larger platform spread their feet out um, for a more constant stand throughout the year uh, we have that as well uh, we went with uh, over molded hooks on all of our tree stand straps so there's no clanking or or any metal sounds when you're installing um, just down to fine details like that is what we really wanted to push as well okay so as you as you guys started, um, you know, coming out and you you started getting your concepts solidified, and you knew, okay, this is what they're going to look like. This is how they're going to function. What kind of testing was done on these tree stands to, I guess, a find any failure or b to see if they were actually a good fit for the way people hunt? Yeah, um, obviously, a lot of field testing goes back and forth with that, but there's also a, a pretty good mix of lab R&D um, as well that goes into that. You know, all our tree stands are TMA tested and certified, so there's there's a huge amount of testing that goes into, into our tree stands on the side of TMA and, you know, making sure which point of the stands can hold the most amount of weight um, for when you're stepping on different parts of the platforms um, to even the seat and how much weight that can hold. Um, and what the braking limits are there. So there's a lot of different details that go into testing, not just in the field, but also back in the lab to really test the limits of our stands to find out where their braking points are. Okay. Now, from a from a functionality, I guess from a functionality uh, standpoint, what makes, I guess, a tree stand tough and lightweight? I mean... Some there there are some things that a guy who may not be trained in engineering can look at and go, well, hey, th- that may look cheap compared to this tree stand, or that may look like it's high quality compared to a tree stand, or why do they do the certain things that they do? Can you explain a little bit about maybe in regards to Hawk specifically, but why you guys chose to go down, uh, I guess, a path of not only hang-ons but a variety of other different tree stands like ladder stands and you know you also have climbing sticks why why run the full gamut as opposed to maybe focusing on one specific tree stand well because you can't really you know target just one one hunter that's out there everybody has their own different way of hunting and everybody likes to hunt differently you have you know we've got it set up where a guy and his a young 20-year-old to 30-year-old male can grab a lightweight hang-on stand and pack back miles into public land and find the deer he's after, or you just would got ladder stands that will fit anybody that wants to hunt right behind their house and just have a safe, comfortable hunt with them or with their friends or family. Um, really, that's, that's what it came down to is we wanted to be able to um, create something that all hunters can can enjoy, so not just your strategic one market here or there that you know just a fewer percentage guys could be able to target this stand we wanted a full lineup that everybody would be able to use right 
How many years did it take? I mean, from, from your guys' initial launch when Hawk was online and you guys were taking orders, how many years from the time, you know, the owner said, Hey, I want to start a tree stand company to the time you actually launched? That is a, that's a good question. And I'm not sure if I have the knowledge on that one actually, but I want to say two years. Okay. All right. And that's uh that's a pretty fast turnaround from, you know, designing everything to, to getting it up. And if, if it is in fact two years, then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a lot. How many, how many tree stands were launched or were available on the initial launch? I believe there would have been, we're looking probably around eight tree stands. Okay. But um, a mixture of uh, climbers, hang-ons and ladder stands. Correct. Okay. Yep, all of them. All right. Now, initially, I guess, in in, I'm going to ask you kind of a question that a, an older company would know, but you know, you know, there's hurdles with every company that's out there. What well, what were some of the hurdles, and what were some of the maybe flaws with uh, some of the original designs that you know once guys started using them, and once guys started you know putting them through the ringer? Because you know I'm pretty hard on equipment, and I can almost guarantee you that the companies of the products that I sell do not test the products like I use them. So mm-hmm. how, what were some of those hurdles that you guys had to overcome in order to get to where you are today from, from a func- you know, a product functionality standpoint? Yeah, there, there's not anything major that, that stands out, but there's uh obviously there's a few small things, just like you'd mentioned for, for companies that start up. Um, probably one of the biggest things we heard right off the bat was the straps on our stand. Um, they're, they weren't treated right. So that the color was fading on them, um, after sitting out in the sunlight for a few weeks, a period, but we changed that right away into a year and, and got the, got the straps treated right. So they're not going to lose their color or, or be faded away in the weather. Um, another thing, just kind of small nitpicky stuff. There was a few, uh, pieces of metal that were cut off on the stands incorrectly on the platform. Um, Everything there was taken care of, obviously, and, you know, we have a very good quality control team that oversees our product lineup, oversees where everything's manufactured, so everything is is flowing good there. Now, um, are your guys' products made overseas and then brought to the U.S. for a quality inspection? Yes, it's a it's a mixture of both. Um, we have a we have a quality control team over there that oversees everything, and then we also ship out to third party um, testing facilities who will run their own gauntlet on the products themselves to give our feedback okay. from. Okay. Now. This is kind of a vague question, and I'm I'm looking at your guys' website, and you know you got your hang-ons, your climbers, your ladders, your, your climbing sticks. I'm just going to kind of go right down. I'm going to ask you the same question for all four different products, and and well, I'm going to start with hang-ons. What makes a good hang-on a good hang-on? It's got to be sturdy, quiet, and um, comfortable. Right. If you can hit all three of those, I think you're going to find pretty much every hunter that sits in it is going to be pretty pleased with the stand. Right. And then I see on some of those you have, uh, I guess it's called a kickback, and it's got a more of yep. a, a stadium or I guess like a chair type seat. What's uh, what's that made out of? 
that's made out of uh, a, a flexible mesh comfort type seat. Um, when you sit on that, it's, it, it conforms and goes right along to the to contours of your body and it flexes right with you. So when you sit down, it gives you a full support from the bottom of your back that leads all the way up. Um, so really, it's one of the most comfortable stands you could sit in. Okay. Uh, it's weather resistant. The animals aren't going to chew on it like they would a, a regular foam seat or something like that. Um, it's really just something you have to sit in to experience. Right, right. And then you mentioned it's weather resistant, but you know, over a period of time, um, are are these are these tree stands meant to be left in a tree for long periods of time? And when I mean, I'm I'm talking more than a, a season. Um, are they designed to handle that weather abuse? You know, year after year after year, or is it you know something that you should probably take down? Yeah, it's it's definitely something I like to look at it as you've made an investment in something. So just like your truck, you want to take as best care of it as you can. Um, obviously, some people are harder on their vehicles than others. But, you know, it's it's something you definitely that you've made an investment in and you want to take care of. So removing it year by year is definitely a plus. I mean, it will last out there, but you're going to see start seeing some of the powder coating is going to fade on it a little bit. You're going to get some rust spots on it. Some of the Teflon might wear out a bit. Um, so it definitely helps to keep those things stored away during the off season. Right. Okay. And then, uh, for the ladder or for the, uh, the hang ons, is that just a ratchet, a ratchet strap that, uh, straps around the tree and connects to the stands? Nope. We actually use a, um, I'm sorry. Did you say on the ladder stands or no, hang on? Stands? The hang on stands. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, yeah, the hang-on stands. On all our hang-on stands, we, ut- we utilize a, a cam buckle strap on them, so you're not going to have any of the right, right. ratchet sounds while installing any of the stands. You just take one hook, um, hook it on, so you got both hooks hooked up onto the stem, and then pretty much you just cinch it tight, and then you fold the platform down. And when you fold the platform down, that pushes out the bottom base of the stand where those teeth are, and that really digs it and tightens it up to the tree. Okay. All right. Now, and, and I'll probably get back to some of the, these questions and I'm just kind of going with the flow here, but, uh, climbing tree stands. All right. A little bit different, uh, scenario, you know, that's definitely an, an up and down. You're, you're real, if you're a hardcore hunter and you're going up and down a tree 40 times, you know, you're going up 40 times and you're going down 40 times a season, maybe even more. What makes a good climbing tree stand a good climbing tree stand? Definitely the ability to adjust the tree or adjust the stand while you're going up the tree. Because like no trees are made equally, I'm sure you know, and plenty of your listeners know, you'll get a perfectly straight tree one time, but the next one will have a bunch of lumps in it and broken off branches. So you might start out with one cable size down at the bottom, and halfway up your climb, you might come across uh, a bump or something across the tree that you can't now get that length that you started with across that point. So we have what it's called an auto latch technology on our on our climbers. So basically, the cable that goes around the tree, um, it just it slides right into the receiver on the top half of the stand, um, and you basically with your thumb you pull open a slide that allows that cable to freely come in and out with your will. Um, so when you're getting in a pinch, you just 
open that up quick and adjust your cable size and you're good to go and shimmy on up the rest of the way to the tree. And there's uh and is that one of those cuz I we did a I had a guy do a product review on uh on a tree stand and I I forget if it was hawk or not but are your where the cables go around and connect back to the stand it, are they easily marked to where you can see them like in the dark or um so so it's easy to wrap around the tree and slide it back into the to the place that actually holds the cable to the tree they're not marked but there's pretty sizable balls that are on the um that are on the what's it called i'm sorry i just had a brain block here that's all right the cable that's okay yeah that's, that's the word i'm looking for is cable okay so we have the little ball stops on the cable that you know stop as you slide it into there into the receiver for your length around the tree um like I said, there's nothing you can really see, but if you've got pretty good hand-eye coordination, you can you should be able to feel those balls pretty good. And from there, you can pretty much grab and reach around the tree to, to slide it in. Okay. You know, I've never actually – I've used a climbing tree stand maybe once my entire life. What's the – what are some of the benefits for, for using uh, – a climbing tree stand as opposed to maybe a ladder stand or a hang on with sticks? The biggest one is mobility and freedom. Probably. Um, number two is you have security that, you know, no one's going to yank your, yank your stand down when you get down that night and you come back the following weekend, hoping it's there still, um, stands always on your back. You always know where it's at and it's always with you. So that's definitely one of the, the better things about them. Okay. All right. Now let's, uh, let's jump over to ladder stands once. Um, you know, I, I see you got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different ladder stands here. Um, you know, some of them are the two seaters for, you know, if you want to take your wife or your kids or, you know, a hunting buddy along with you. Um, what makes a good ladder stand a good ladder stand? Comfort and stability. Um, it's got to be safe to climb up in, especially if you're taking your family members with you, whether it be your wife or your kid. Um, one thing that's implemented on a lot of our stands is what we call safe tread technology, and that is raised stamped ends on the bottom of our, on all of our steps going up the stand. So as you're climbing, those raised stamps are actually cutouts that are grabbing your boots. Um, and they allow the mud to slide down through the holes too. So you're not going to have a excess buildup of mud on the step for when you're grabbing with your hands or getting more, more mud on your boot that's needed. Um, like I said, those cutouts are really going to grab hold of your boot while you're climbing, whether you're, they're wet or slick or muddy. Right. Now I see that on the one that I, I, I selected the, uh, um, one of the SLS tree stands, the, it looks like the ladders, the the sections of the ladder stack so like one can stack in the next into the next into the next so it's it looks pretty low profile are all of your tree stands your ladder tree stands like that they're not we launched the sls series this year for 2016 so that's def that's a new product for this year um we have three stands that come like that and what sls means is stacking ladder system um, it is patent pending, and how it works is how you just described it pretty much. The ladder sections taper as they, they go up the tree stand. So when you disconnect your whole ladder, 
they stack right together, which makes it super convenient to putting on the back of your quad or even carrying it into the woods. So now you don't just open up your hang on or not hang on, but ladder stand box when you get a new stand and you know there's pieces sliding everywhere and there's there's your ladders going everywhere and now you got to figure out how to get all these sections out into the woods at once. Um, this makes it really compact and convenient for people who are ready and set up to to go on the go. Right. I tell you what, when I <laughs> I had no such luck when I first started uh, bow hunting. I think I it was like. Uh, bow hunting by myself. I remember going to a, a, a little farm store called Farm King and buying $60 tree stands and they were ladder tree stands mm-hmm. and I bought like three of them. And um, they were the most awkward things to put up in a tree stand because they didn't compact. They didn't, uh, they were not quiet. They were, uh, they were really flimsy. So What's, uh, you mentioned stability. What are, what are specific things that, you know, that contribute to making a, a tree stand, whether it, it's a hang on a climber or a ladder stand stable? Well, number one for our ladder stands, what makes them so sturdy is all the, the tubing on them is made out of an oval shape. So a lot of traditional ladder stands, you have just square pieces that slide into each other. Um, and you have kind of a loose fit. So exactly what you just said, when you're putting it up or even climbing up the stand, you're hearing a lot of clanking, a lot of loose pieces banging into each other. Um, but all our, the tubes on our tree stands are oval shaped and they're all very snug and a friction fit together. They also bolt together. So there's that ensures there's absolutely no movement, no noise or anything coming from any part of the tree stand, Okay. whether you're putting it up or you're climbing up. Right, right. I know you mentioned, and this kind of just popped into my head, but the SLS um, was kind of some patent pending uh, technology. Uh, what other, do you guys have any other patents or patent pending technology that, you know, differentiates Hawk from the rest of the tree stands out there? Yeah, I'd already mentioned one previously. It's the, when we first started talking about the ladder stands, it's our, it's our raised I'm sorry, I just had another brain block here. Let me let me open up our catalog here quickly so I can kind of start. Yeah, it's the raised pieces of that. The raised steps for the the ladder stand, right? So so you get yeah, a little bit more traction. Tread. Right. Okay. Yep, our safe tread steps that is patented, and that's a huge feature on our ladder stands that nobody else has anything like that, and it's going to give you superior traction while you're climbing up the stand. Uh, the next thing that um, I see is climbing sticks. And I, I, I solely hunt with hang-ons and climbing sticks. What are, uh, talk to us a little bit about some of your climbing sticks, talk about some benefits, how they differ from other, uh, climbing sticks that are on the market. Well, our bread and butter for our climbing sticks is the, the helium series, um, which also matches up to one of our hang-on stands called the helium as well. Um, the helium sticks are so nice just because they're so lightweight and portable. Um, I believe they're actually the lightest sticks on the market right now. They come in at just under three pounds per stick. So you're, you're looking at an ultra compact, uh, setup with those, I think just around under nine pounds for a three pack of them. If you pair that with, uh, one of our helium stands, you're still under 20 pounds for your trek into the woods, but the steps on these, they fold up which makes it really nice for, for folding up and going into the woods. 
Um, another big thing, and this is something that people love, especially about our sticks, is they're all dual steps side by side. Um, so it's not steps that are staggered every other step as you're climbing up. Um, so at any point in time while you're climbing the tree, you can have both of your two feet resting right next to each other at the same level while you're going up. And that gives people a lot of confidence and a lot of security while they're climbing. Yeah. And this is actually what we did the review on. I remember now it's uh, a guy reviewed, um, he liked the helium sticks. Um, and he, he pointed out that it was definitely a benefit to have a step on each side of the stick. Uh, so you could have your feet level. And I, one thing I noticed with, with uh, some of the sticks I've used in the past that just have the one alternating uh, step is especially when I'm trying to hang a tree stand up. If my feet aren't level, it's, I, I feel like my body's leaning one way or the other and it, it can make it make my balance a little iffy when I'm trying to, you know, even, even though I have my lineman's belt on, I feel like there's times where I got to put my leg around the tree and use my leg yep. to hold myself to the tree while I'm, you know, putting the the strap around the tree to connect it to the stand and then get it all situated. So having that I can see would be a definitely a huge benefit. Um, are all of your climbing sticks aluminum or are, do you have steel as well? Nope. We have just like the tree stands, we have a mixture of um, helium climbing sticks, which would be our aluminum series. And then we also have a couple steel models as well that are a little bit, um, cheaper in price or for people who aren't looking to pack their sticks in and out with them every time. But, you know, just like we were talking with the dual steps, the dual steps come on all of our climbing sticks like that. So it doesn't matter if you buy a steel series climbing stick, or if you get one of our lightweight portable aluminum sticks, you're definitely going to have that, um, that confidence and, and support with the two steps on the sticks. Right. Okay. Now I know, I know there's different hunters can can use different styles of tree stands. I mean, I know bow hunters that use ladder stands, climbing tree stands, bow hunters that use hang on. Um, you know, it just it kind of it's one of those Chevy versus Ford versus Dodge type of scenarios where you may you may like something for a different reason than somebody else likes something. But who are the type of people, I guess, who are you trying to sell a hang on tree stand to? Who 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 buys a hang on tree stand? I definitely bow hunters. Um, you know, all of us here at the office, we're all bow hunters to start with, and that's kind of the idea that we evolved our products around was making functional products for bow hunters. Not to say that you couldn't obviously take our one of our tree stands and hike into the woods with a gun on opening day of rifle season and shoot a deer, but you know, definitely more of our line is definitely geared more towards the ability of bow hunters to use them. Okay. Now I'm just going to kind of go right down and, you know, obviously with the hang ons, you'll probably use, uh, one of the climbing sticks to, uh, you know, to pair with that. But from a climbing tree stand who same, same question, but in regards to uh, a climbing tree stand. Um, same thing, bow hunters, um, the front end, you have a lot of front end clearance on the front of that. So you have no railing or anything that's up high around your chest area. Um, like a lot of traditional climbers do where you'd have to, you know, lift your bow above some type of climbing bar or support bar that's 
stationed in front of you that you would use while you're climbing up the stand. Um, the whole, the whole, there's a front bar that does come out in front of the stand, but when you're sitting, it's, it's way down past your, past your knees. So if you stand up or even if you want to sit down, you can still get your bow out past that to be able to shoot and have a full range of motion around the tree. All right. And then last ladder stands. Yeah. Ladder stands. Like I said, you can definitely gun hunt out of them just like the hang ons, but they're really geared towards, um, being a bow hunter friendly, uh, all our seats, just like the kickback hang on, um, some of our ladder stands have the mesh comfort seat on them as well. And those seats actually fold up right next to the tree. Um, one of the thing about ladder stands that I never really liked hunting out of them being a bow hunter, it was, I felt like I was hanging off the tree about like five feet or so. Um, but with our ladder stands, they sit snug right up against the tree, just like a hang on wood. Um, like I said, the seat folds up. So if something's coming in and you want to stand up and shoot, you can get tight right up against the tree to hide yourself from any type of silhouette or anything. And it's, they're really bow hunter friendly with that seat being able to flip up like that. Perfect. Perfect. And then I take it, you know, these are better for maybe someone who's older as, and even younger. So, you know, maybe a, an older hunter or a younger hunter. And, you know, obviously some of the double stands for, uh, you know, a father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, mother, son type of uh, hunting scenario as well. Yep, definitely. But even on those, those two man sections, we have a full shooting rail that comes out in front of them. So if you're with someone that's using a gun or a crossbow it, at the time, you can use the shooting rail, but the shooting rail also flips up. So if you yourself is hunting out alone with your bow, you can have a full range of motion without a shooting rail messing in front of you. Right, right. With, you know, with all the the tree stands that are on the market and sticks, um, you know, guys can almost be overwhelmed with what to do. And, um, you know, what are some things that obviously price is a big one because everybody has different budgets, but when mm-hmm. a guy is going in for the very, whether it's the very first time or he's a seasoned hunter who has been, and it's just time to get new equipment. What are things that they need to consider when going to purchase a tree stand? You know, it comes down to the type of hunting they're going to be doing, how long they're going to be sitting in the stand. Um, and you know, the weather, even the weather they'll be sitting or using the stand in, you know, if they're going to be in a area where it rains a, a little bit more traditionally, or is a little wetter, you know, you want to find something that is going to be able to support your feet and give you a little bit more grip or traction while you're on the stand. So though, and then, um, I guess the, the, the very last question is, okay, so not a guy, he's done his research. He knows, Hey, I need to buy a hang on, or I need to buy a climber, or I need to buy a ladder stand. Why should those guys consider buying a Hawk tree stand? They should consider Hawk because of, because of quality. Um, our team goes in and out every day ensuring that, you know, bow hunters and hunters alike are going to have the best products available to them if they purchase through Hawk. Um, not just, not just the overall quality of the stand, but the functionality of everything that goes with it. Um, it's all, everything is easy to use. Um, everything is very hunter driven to be able to use easily, um, and comfort. Okay. Now, do you guys have, do you guys have any warranties on your products? 
Yes, we do have a one-year warranty on our products. And what kind of warranty is that? Uh, basically, it's just a manufacturer's warranty where if anything that goes wrong with the tree stand that you know traditionally shouldn't be happening, uh, you can send it back to us. We'll get you a replacement part for it or this and that. We'll get you taken care of. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay. Let's see. I'm just kind of, I see you guys also have kind of a, like a line of accessories. I see you have like uh, a bow arm, um, uh, something that, you know, you, I guess bow ropes. Uh, what else you got here? Uh, hooks for guns, a variety of, of uh, ropes and hooks and, and stuff like that. Are all those products under the same warranty as well? Yes, they are. Everything's all under the one-year manufacturer warranty. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what are some of the new products this year? Because um, I know that you guys had quite a few new products um, at the ATA show this year. Why don't you run through what is actually new for 2016? Yeah, as you mentioned, we also have uh, a whole other lineup of accessories as well outside of the tree stand uh, market. So we not only have accessories that are going to come in handy you while you're in your tree stand, such as tree hooks and bow hangers, to, to now even this year we've evolved into stuff such as gear recovery. Um, we have a, a game cart. We have uh, what we call a cinch deer drag. That Basically, it's a cable that cinches around the hooves or the antler of the deer to help you get it out. Um, we have a gambrel. We make uh, bow hangers for your for your bow while you're shooting in the backyard. Uh, we have a bag target stand that hangs your, your target, your bag target in your backyard while you're practicing shooting. Um, we have camera arms, flex arms, uh, new for this year. We have a couple new, we have a couple new hooks that we came out with. Um, one would be called the hookster 360. And that is, if you're familiar with the Hawk, we, we utilize, uh, something called a gear tie, which is basically, uh, it's a metal wire that's wrapped in or coated in rubber wire or not rubber wire, uh, rubber material. Um, so you can basically take this hook. It's a big U-shaped hook that has a, I think it's a 14 inch gear tie on top of it. So you can take that hook and pretty much attach it anywhere. Um, whether it's a tree branch, uh, a ground blind pub pole, um, or even if you want to use it around your house, as stupid as this sounds, to, to hang it inside your garage and hang your garden hose from it. Now, what about uh, what about new tree stands? Do you have any new tree stands for 2016? Yeah, our new tree stands for 2016 would be the SLS series ladder stands. Um, as far as tree stands for for this year, that's that's pretty much it. We came out with four new models for this year that are in the SLS series. Okay. Now, so, uh, is there any, I guess, is there any, any other things that you, uh, any other topics you want to cover about your guys' products? Everybody knows us pretty much as Hawk tree stands, but you know, that's, that's pretty much really not even 50% of our lineup. We have, we have so much more to offer than just the tree stands. And we, we originally just launched the tree stand line to, to get into the market, to be able to grow these other products that go with them. Okay. So I guess, um, talk to us, I guess, a little bit more about those, about those accessories that, uh, that, that make up Hawk. Yeah. So we have a full lineup of, of bow arms and tree hooks that'll 
cover you in the stand. Uh, we have, just like our tree stands, we have various models to fit various hunters' needs. Um, we have an extendable bow arm that shrinks down from 8 inches and extends all the way out to 16 inches. So you can make it really small to fit in the cargo pocket of your pants while you're going out into the woods. Um, and then when you get out there, you can extend it out a little bit longer to find the perfect reach to hang your bow at. Uh, we have a Go Gadget tree arm that is basically, it was a revolutionary design that, you know, the first tree arm that had a, that had an arm on it that actually went up and down instead of your, just your traditional horizontal movements from your, from a tree arm. So the first two arms on it rotate horizontally and then your third arm on it moves up and down so a lot of times people you go into a a tree and you're trying to figure out where to hang your bow at and you've probably done it before because i know i've done it before where you're you're kind of gauging where you're going to put your 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 arm at and you're kind of trying to think of where your bow is going to hang off from it at the at the same time to be able to get the maximum reach possibility of where you want it positioned at um, it can kind of be a pain in the butt to figure out in the first couple of minutes of climbing up. But with the Go Gadget, basically you get up there, just jab it into the tree wherever you want, because you don't even have to think about where you're going to be able to put the bow because there's so much adjustability to it that you're going to find the perfect sweet spot no matter where you put the arm into the tree at. Nice. Yeah, I can see how that would be uh, a benefit. Because I, the, depending on what tree I'm in, I have a couple trees where – I feel like if I'm not hanging my bow off the back of the tree stand, then then it's going to be in the way. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's yep. you know for glassing or I have to, I don't know, my my bow hook could potentially be in the way or something like that. So I can see, yeah, I can definitely see how that that might uh, that might work. But uh, you know, for uh, for any of those guys who are I still kind of on the fence about whether or not they should uh, purchase a hawk or not. What else do you have to tell us? Um, you know, something that goes back into our, our, our tree arms as well. Um, just the functionality and to make things work how they're supposed to. Um, so not just this product, but all our products have certain features like this that make them work the way they should. But for example, for our bow arms, what we did is we created a, a tree cam system so basically once you screw the arm into the tree there's teeth that you push down with a lever and once that lever is pushed down it locks it and bites into the tree so there's not going to be any torque or rotation of your arm once it's actually settled into the tree and that makes it really nice to just the security and to know your bow is not going anywhere once you once you hang it right right makes sense makes sense well uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, if people want to find out more about, uh, hawk hunting products, where should we send them? Send them to hawkhunting.com. Um, you can see our complete and full lineup of products there has all our technology, all our specs, everything you need to know about our products. Um, we've got all kinds of media on there about our products, including photos and videos to see how they work. Um, but yeah, so yeah, definitely check out the website and that'll tell you everything you need to know about Hawk. Perfect. Well, Cliff, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to come on the show and talk about Hawk. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. And there you have it, another podcast done and over with. Thanks, Cliff, for coming on the show and uh, talking about your products. I know the guys out there who are hardcore with this show really appreciate it. Thank you to the listeners for... Uh, 
tuning in, downloading, clicking, and whatnot to get uh, to get this to your ears. Hopefully, you're seeing some improvement as the podcasts start to come down the the lane, and uh, you guys are getting more and more of them. Let's see here. If you do like what you're hearing, you need to go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a leave a five-star review for me. Let me know uh, what you think of the podcast. I guess I'm asking a lot if I say I want a five-star review, but that would be ideal. Uh, if you're not already following me on social media, make sure you go, guys just type in Nine Finger Chronicles and uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all this all the usual suspects there. Huge shout out to Exodus Trail Cameras. Again, if you guys um, are looking to purchase one of their trail cameras, enter the code Nine Fingers. That's the number nine followed by the word fingers, no spaces at checkout and you will receive $20 off your order. Remember to check out 2% for conservation. If you guys haven't done that already, that's fishandwildlife.org. Other than that, thank you guys very much for tuning in. And, uh, oh, the most important reason why you came, how to win the tree stand, the accessories, the hat and the shirt from Hawk. Man, we do it with every giveaway. The first thing you need to do is go to the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page and share the Facebook post that mentions the Hawk podcast. Then you need to go to Hawk's Facebook page and... You can like it if you want, but you have to leave a comment, and typically you just leave nine fingers sent me, and uh, by doing those two things, you will be entered in the drawing that I will pick sometime after the 4th of July, and uh, yeah, that's going to get you entered. Now, this summer when you're out hanging tree stands, or this fall when you're in a tree stand hunting, be sure to wear your damn safety harness.